part of it, like that we are all, we are nothing but another species of animals and we deny our animal instincts and we hide it behind closed curtains and stuff like that, you know, our animal instincts and, you know, shun people for things that, you know, we do. Right. And just like, think that we're dominant when we're just so, you know, small at some point, you know. Yeah, no, that's exactly the view of whatever this form of mm-hmm. anti-Christian that we're talking about. I can't think of the exact name of it, but it's just still believing, like, okay, so you're still believing that you're a, you're a part of basically another cult because mm-hmm. you, you're agreeing to believe to, or to, uh, like, belong to the other animals, the species of animal, you know what I mean? It is obvious that these animals work in cycles. They do um, things because yeah, we, of it, out-of-world mm-hmm. order that they can't really explain either. But you're believing it to not be because of a god, and it's still like... Exactly. I can't think of what the name of it is called, but it's like, it's almost a form of Satanism. Because it's the exact opposite image of what Christianity believes in. There's okay. one higher being. I love Anton Lavaysianism. I own the yes. Satanic Bible. We're starting to go a little closer together. I just can't think of the name. <laughs> um, like I said, that's an atheistic view of Satanism. Like, like that you kind of are your own, you know. But it also also almost takes atheism past atheism. Cool. Because, like, it's going so I, far as to I, believe. I also have views <laughs> from a nihilistic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, back point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe that, that we, this, what, everything that we are, you know, may seem so big to us, but we are so clueless about so many things if you think about it, and that this really may not mean anything, anything, like, at all here. Mm-hmm. But I also am very spiritual and have astral projected. You know, when I was a kid so before I've even taken any drugs, you know, it's something that came to me, you know. And How soon were you astral projecting? I was like, I probably astral projected and I was like 15, 14. Okay, yeah, that's right, right around where I was too. Because like, I started with lucid dreaming for my first thing. First, uh, I think that's what I want to call my first psychedelic experience because it's really not. Oh yeah, I started lucid dreaming. I would get caught in dreams, like lucid dreaming every night, Mm -hmm. where I'd get caught into a dream and I have to figure something out in the dream to wake up. Like at least it felt like that because it'd be vivid. Like one time I was caught like in this Japanese game show, and that sounds really weird, but it was super vivid. And Lil Dicky was there. But anyways, anyways, I was talking, and I remember, like, thinking in my mind, like, I gotta get out of here, like, this isn't right, and I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here. But you still know you're I could look at my hands, Mm -hmm. and that was very, you know, that was, you know, if you notice, you can't really look at your hands in dreams, like, you don't look at your hands, you don't see... That's how I teach my, that's how I taught Mm -hmm. myself, with my reality checks, to actually learn that I'm in my lucid dream. Yes, yes. And so I was looking at it, and I remember looking up, and I saw you seen this lever. And I had the time. Like, this is me vividly doing this, like, not on a track. Like, I had the time when this guy walked away, 
And I ran over and grabbed the lever, and I remember running down this hallway, and they're like, get him, he's running away. And I'm, I remember sitting in a corner in this one bedroom or something I ran into, and I was like, this is a dream, dude, you gotta wake up. They're coming after me, you gotta wake up, you gotta wake up, you gotta wake up, you made it too vivid now, you gotta wake up, you know, and I woke up. So, so like, okay, so, damn. You made yourself wake up, but you still were able to tell yourself... When did you tell yourself, hey, I'm dreaming? In like when I was in, stuck in the game at show. At the very end? No, I knew I was dreaming beginning. from the beginning. Wow. Because I, okay. I looked down at my hands. But you did, okay, so before you fell asleep, were you like, hey, I'm going to try to... No, no, this is when I was on a track of it. Okay. Well, I, then I started dreaming about places that I haven't seen before and then I've seen later on in my life. So, one time I stayed at this okay. kid's house and... I've never stayed at this kid's house before, and I was in his basement sleeping, and I was in a dream inside the dream, so I woke up two times, okay? So, mm-hmm. the first time when I notice I'm asleep, I'm in the second deep dream, more vivid than this first layer of the dream, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, I'll okay. tell my story after. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm in that, okay, and I there's a door where his drum set was. Like it's I'm, I, I like I get up from where I was sleeping and there's a door where a drum set was mm-hmm. and I just walk through this door and back there it's all concrete and there's water pipes there's a little sink you know there's a cool like a little freezer or something like that mm-hmm. and my one friend is sitting in there and I'm like what are you doing I just remember being like oh whatever I'm going back to sleep mm-hmm. so it was pretty vivid and I go and lay down and then I wake up in the first like layer of the dream like I wake up but I'm still in the dream and I remember like. It was, like, more simplistic, but I could feel, like, all these cats gnawing at me, like... See, so it was less vivid, it was more okay. simplistic and stuff like that, but there was all these, like, cats on me. I was like, but I was in the same area. I was well, let me stop like, you right there. I've learned... I've read some things about lizard dreaming, and it's kind of weird. But they say once you go... Okay, so you know how people say dogs and, like, little kids have more paranormal feelings or whatever yeah. because they haven't been exposed to the people who don't believe in it or mm-hmm. they haven't been... Exposed to that sort of ghosts aren't real and that kind of thing yet. Okay. They say once you start to feel like cats and feel animals and feel like little kids come into the picture and you start like taking care of little kids that aren't yours or just like behaving like a little kid, they're saying that you're actually starting to break into that like paranormal, like tap into whatever it is that these little kids and these animals experience too. Damn. Because you're like going past yourself. Damn. <laughs> but go ahead and continue. Yeah, that's crazy. So then I wake up from that, and I'm actually awake. And I'm like, dude, like I had this dream. Wait, you were actually, you're literally no, this, awake this No, time. yeah, the first okay. dream was the second deep one I told you about. <laughs> the cat one was the uh, same area, but the first deep one, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And then I actually woke up, and I was actually awake. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, dude, I had this dream. I, I was telling him about this door, and he's like, that's weird. Come look at this. And he moves his drum set aside, and there's, like, it blends into the wall, like, almost, this door. Mm. Like, I didn't know about it, you know? <laughs> and he opened, we opened it up and went through, and it's concrete, like, the, everything I seen, like, <laughs> like, identical to what I described to him. What? And, yeah, and it was just kind of crazy, like, that's the first time I was even, even in the house. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, like... I don't know. Yeah, dude, that's weird. My my experience with that, like, tra- dream, I call it dream traveling because, mm-hmm. or the, like, even uh, inception because it's mm-hmm. literally dream inception. But 
Dude, this it was like three years ago or four years ago. I don't know. I was living in this weird one house in Cortland, and it was like a duplex, but it wasn't really. It was like the front half was like front and lower, and then the second half of the house or living space, whatever, was like an upstairs, but on the back half. So it was like it was whatever. I had this dream that we had lived in the top half, and we had to walk up the stairway, and it's like comes into importance later, but. I'm, like, walking up the stairs, and I look out the window, and it was close to El Torero in Portland. So I was, like, looking out at El Torero, I go up, and I go to bed. Just whatever. This isn't my first dream. I'm already sleeping, and I'm dreaming about this happening. I dream about me going to sleep inside of another dream. So then I wake up again, and I'm just laying there, and, like, I have this experience with these dogs. I had these dogs that I didn't really have in real life as pets. Hmm. <laughs> and I woke and when I saw the dogs I was like hey this is my old dog like this isn't my dog now I know that this dog bit me in the face a long time ago and we put him down like this is a dream so like okay this is cool I'm gonna go experience this a little bit more so then I wanted to go to sleep again inside that dream I wake up and I thought I was actually awake but I was so freaked out I was Thought I was actually awake, and I go into my mom's room, and I'm like, hey, can you, like, slap me in the face or, like, spill water on... Like, I feel... This sounds stupid, I know, but, like, I need to make sure that I'm actually awake right now. I just went into this... I just went into this crazy dream, okay? Like, yeah, exactly, I need my top. So then, she does it. She literally slaps me in the face, like, twice. She's like, whatever you want. Like, okay, sure. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And I'm still inside the dream. <laughs> See, I wasn't were actually awake. awake. Oh. And I, I was like, okay, thanks. Like, I'm just going to go back to bed now. I feel a little bit better. I guess I'm actually, like, I'm going to try not to lose a dream now tonight. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And I knew this wasn't the case because there's a rule to lucid dreaming. When you wake up, if you're within ten minutes of your dream, you if you start your dream journal, whatever... The most active time to remember your dreams are within 10 minutes of when you wake up. And I didn't tell myself that in this dream. I didn't make myself stay up for more than 10 minutes. Because if you're awake for more than 10 minutes, you start to lose it all. And you're just good to go to sleep back again. But if you're within the 10 minutes, you can remember it all. And you can recall a dream journal way better. You can do your reality checks way better. And I didn't tell myself at that point to go outside of the 10 minutes... I was still way asleep. So I went (laughs) back to sleep into like a fourth dream cycle, dude. And I woke up screaming. (laughs) I had this like Toy Story little doll, like skull doll on this little toy car running around my room and stuff. Like I was going back to when I was a little kid in this dream. And I freaked myself out My so little baby bad. head, like, you know, Toy Story. With like, <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about, yeah. But it, this one was, like, on a little toy car, and it was just room, zooming around the room. Dude, it was, so, it was such a deep sleep, and then I finally actually woke up. I ended up having to text Becca all of the stuff and make her call me and, like, stay on the phone Ooh. for more than ten minutes. That's how I knew I was actually awake. I was like, I need you to talk to me for more than ten minutes right now, because... I just went into a crazy dream cycle. It was like, I slept from like 3 to 6 in the afternoon, and that's all it really was. It wasn't even at night or anything, but it was one of the craziest dream experiences of my life. 
it was <laughs> I can't even explain it. But yeah, dude, lucid dreaming was the way I started going to sleep when I like I used to have crazy bad dream or sleep issues because I was on so many medications for my headaches and stuff. And I just couldn't fall asleep with it. So then they put me on sleep medication and it was just really bad. Mm-hmm. So I'd go for like a week without I'd sleep like six to eight hours a week. But then I learned how to lucid dream, and I could lucid dream myself to sleep. And then I could just snap. Even now, like, I could go to sleep tonight, start lucid dreaming, and then just snap out of it, like, alright, it's time to actually go to bed now. And just pop out of my lucid dream and actually go into my real sleep. I can do it every do single it a night. Lot, but now I feel like it's a lot more blurry. I still dream, like... Damn, yeah. I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> I, I always get worried. Like, that's how I... I don't know. Astral projecting, to me, came out of dreams. So I don't really know if it's the same form. I don't know if you have a sleep-induced astral projection and you have a lucid-induced astral projection. I don't really know if there's a difference, but... How did you go about that? Uh, I just was... Okay. I would that there was like a week's time where I would like fall asleep. Oh, is that your water or is that my water? I think water? That was, water. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't have it. Anyways, I go into like a, there was like a week's time where I was going to sleep and I'd wake up in sleep paralysis. Or you know, yeah, right? Yeah, sleep paralysis. Yeah. The freaked out form? Yeah. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You just feel like you can't move, you're suffocating, yeah. you have something... And then I started, I started, it started happening so often, I was like, freaked the fuck out to even go to sleep. Mm. So then I started, like, reading up a lot about it. And... You didn't even want to go to sleep because of this. It was getting bad. Because it just, like, kept, it kept happening every time I go to sleep. Every time. What? So, and you know, I'd see things... I always hear about there, episodes. There were, sh- there were, sh- there were shadow people... In my room, but they have followed me for a good portion of my life. I finally got rid of them, but they ever—I was so close to that, that realm, that shadow realm, in between. I was so close to it that they recognized me and they fed off my energy and followed me around. I used to think I was schizophrenic when I was a kid. I used to tell my one baseball coach that I was like getting freaked out because I thought this stuff was happening. I have a pull-up bar that's in my room even right now. But, like, in my one room in my first house when I was, like, freaking 12, 13, 14 years old, dude, I would think I was seeing people being hung on my pull-up bar as I was, like, sleeping and stuff. And I thought I was, like, schizophrenic because that's what I I saw the A Beautiful Mind movie. I saw a few other documentaries on schizophrenics and how it, like, doesn't happen all the time, but you'll still hear this weird whatever and then you have these shadow figures and stuff. Those I thought I was me around for a long time. I know, dude. I thought I was schizophrenic, but I was just like, I was in some weird form of sleep paralysis, and my mind mm-hmm. was too young for me to handle it. Yep. I didn't know that what was, was going that on. Was me. Yeah. So. And the thing is, when I started, when this started happening that week, you know, like when it kept happening, I never. This never happened to me before. It was so overwhelming. It would happen for a week straight every time. And that last day, I was like. I said, well, like I said, I started reading up on it, and I read that, like, one way to wake up is, like, move your eyes back and forth, 
but you always can like feel, feel like one little part of you, you can kind of wiggle like mm-hmm. like I, the very end of my finger I could like wiggle you know mm-hmm. and there'd be shadow people around me and everything like in my room and I would like move my eyes back forth and like move what I can and I got yeah and, man I got to the point where I was literally walking around like well, still no, seeing this stuff that's that, that's what I, <laughs> I'm getting to that's yeah, what okay, I'm getting yeah. to that was that was just the sleep paralysis every week. Okay, that's not what I'm, that's not the astral projection. Yeah. The very last time, I I broke <laughs> out of it. I was like, I you All know, the way. yeah, I broke out and I didn't realize it, but I I just rose above and broke out of it. Okay, and I started traveling. Were like, you okay? This is something that people talk about, like being able to see yourself. Okay, I never now, saw myself. No, wait. No, wait. Yes, I, I have. Okay. I didn't realize at first, so I was just kind of like, thought I was kind of groggy and asleep, but I was like, you know, I started like walking like through my house, like mm-hmm. area. I didn't, I didn't really notice, so I didn't leave my house. Okay. That would have been, that, that could be weird. It would be very weird. <laughs> so it was really late. But so I was traveling through my house and I remember going to my kitchen and looking out the window and something didn't, things didn't look right. There was no outside like that. It just wasn't right, and everything had this, like, almost, like, a blue, misty, like, it was, like, weird, like, a, it's, like, you could tell, like, you were, like, kind of, it's not really, like, not really, but there, it was there, like, something was different, everything was different, and I kind of just, then I started to go back, and I, I noticed there's this, like, almost, like, a little, like, tube, Mm. like, of light, almost, you know, that's connecting me you know, to my body, and I followed it back to my room, and there's a lot of instances where you read up where that's, like, that keeps you bound to your, no, not a tube, like a, like a, like almost like a string. Yeah, 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 just like a laser light, like, leading you back to where your soul is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about, but it's like, whoa, okay. Yeah, and so (laughs) I followed back, and I saw myself sleeping, and I remember going up to myself, and going above myself, and then I woke up. Like whoa, yeah. So like well, that was before I even I haven't even smoked weed. I feel like at that point. No, yeah, that's it. Just came to me. See, that's like this is kind of weird to me because like sure I've been I started with CBD gummies and stuff, but like even before any of this, I had more psychedelic experiences before I even ran into THC CBD. Mm-hmm. Anything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was this kind of thing is what saved me from having these kind of episodes and stuff. And, yeah. Because when I didn't sleep, and when I mean hallucinations when you don't sleep are real. Yeah. Like, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> it's no joke to mess with that kind of thing. And then, I mean, the medicine that I was getting from the doctors. Oh my god, I can see why people get hooked on it. I got hooked on it, and I didn't even notice. But, like, some of these people take it for the recreational side of it. And when you can stay up for that long, like, three days in a row or something. Or you're taking sleep medication and you're going off into crazy dreams. Like, I can see why people love this stuff. But I'm just, like, I don't know. It just all scares me. All of that stuff scared me. And I started, like, you said you were seeing, like, like a blurry almost side or, like, a hued type version of your astral projection when you dude mine was more vivid than anything it was like what I assume a mushroom or an acid trip will be like because like I almost wanted to stay there and that's what freaked me out 
Because I thought that was like, like me trying to leave my body even dude, further. You know what I mean? What? Well, one time I was on this mushroom trip, and I was it was just me and my one buddy in the house. Mm-hmm. And this is very interesting. And I believe that I passed away. And it's not really a doesn't have to be how we look at you know like death or anything. You could be an ego death. Yes, I feel like I completely passed away because it started out, and I started getting scared because I was sitting there. And something next to me would just fly off the table. Like, there was something in there with me. Because I started getting so close that I started feeling like an actual projection. Okay. I started feeling like that But you're world. still seeing, like, the actual reality? Yeah. It was, every, it was there. The I was bringing reality. it. I was bringing it. Like, okay. it was connecting. You know, like, I was in, going in between. The in-between. We're watching Vice right now in this... Dudes are just doing lines of coke out. The really? Desert. Yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> that oh, dude right there. Like <laughs> anyways, anyways. Yeah, sorry. Oh man, I'm like losing track now. You were, uh, it was merging between like. Oh yeah. You were bringing yeah, reality and uh, and then like I started feeling a presence and like in the corner like I could feel a strong presence. I tried taking a cat over there like and the cat doesn't mind being held mm-hmm. and it freaked out in that corner like. So what? something was there, and I knew it. And my buddy was like, knew it too, but he was trying to get our minds off it, and yeah. we just couldn't get our minds off it. And then something like there was this pumpkin like next to me on mm-hmm. this table at the time. It flew off the table, and we're like, "What the fuck?" Do we For do? both of you, yeah. No, it's not like this is happening. Oh, okay. We're bringing it, making it a reality, like <laughs> seriously. And we're sitting there, and we're both very spiritual people, and we're sitting there. And we were like, we got to get our minds off this. Try, we turn on the PlayStation and the TV at the time. And we go to start playing. As soon as the game goes to start, the TV and the PlayStation shut off. And it was like, we can't escape this. <laughs> and everything started getting, like, real, like, vibrant, like, real bad, like, to where it's trails and you're, like, like feeling like you are lost yeah. like, completely. And I started, like, feeling like I, like, was leaving, like, Completely, and I was like, dude, like, what do I do? You know, yeah. I feel like I've gone too far because these, I'm so, you know, all these things I'm susceptible to. They're they are catching up to me. You know, there's things grabbing me for Christ's sakes. You know, yeah. and he goes, what if too far is the answer? Like, what if this <laughs> is like what we have to do? Like, what if we this is where we leave and really like you know like, yeah. And it made me really think. Like, I like shed a tear for a second because I was like. I was so ready to leave everything behind. And it was not like I was going to kill myself, you know. No, right, right. It was like I was going to the next step. Experience what... The next step, Experience what being past human is actually like. Yes. (laughs) And and I was there, you know. And after after he went... He's like, I'm going... I'm going to go lay down. I'm like, I'll stay out here, you know, in the living room. Hmm. I lay down on the couch. So uh, is it better to be... Active or to be just like still and doing no, better? you're gonna be active for a good while. But this was later on in my trip. Okay, and it was really intense because there was presence there the whole time. <laughs> and I'm laying down on the couch and I'm by myself, and I feel calm for the first time in the whole trip. And I'm okay. sitting there, and I go to get up, and my body doesn't get up, and and I'm like stuck, but I'm like sliding out of my body, and I'm like what? And like I move my listen, I move my leg. It, it was like my spiritual self was sliding out of my leg, like I was molding, like molting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I go to get up, and I start shaking, 
and I'm like, like literally sliding out of my torso. Like, I could literally feel myself sliding out. And my body's like sitting still, but I could feel myself sliding out. Like, if this was, my body was a boot, like right here, and I'm literally pulling myself out of this, like, suit or something like that. And I go to get halfway, I'm halfway on my torso, I start shaking real bad, everything starts getting, like, really bright, and I slid right back in. And I was like, nope, I couldn't do it. It was too much for me. It was too intense. But whatever that was, <laughs> was, like, me separating. Like, yeah. It was my spiritual self separating completely. Well, I wonder what would have happened if I would like a DMT trip. I wonder what would have happened if I would have pushed myself out. Uh, I don't think... <laughs> I don't know what, you know... Nothing. I feel like nothing. I feel like... I don't know. I just don't know. It was so intense. Like I, I, I feel like... Okay, so... We have this perspective of a lucid perspective, and then there's, like, a hallucinogenic perspective, whatever. You can go as simple as going completely sober, and then to alcohol, or completely sober, and then to nicotine, or completely sober, and then having some caffeine. You know what I mean? These are all different whatever. But you can even go from sober to weed and you'll be like whoa this is way different than before it's not that big of a deal when you go from sober to mushrooms and then mushrooms to mushrooms times 10 it's still another realm that you just might not be able to comprehend but it's the same as doing mushrooms and then like Mm -hmm. doing a line of coke in the middle you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's just gonna take you into that other realm or whatever Mm -hmm. but doing it Time. I feel like if you were to slip out of it on your own, it's just like you were just going to trip yourself out even harder and just like feel like you're stuck in that even more. But I just don't know. I just don't know. It was beyond. <laughs> it was beyond. It's beyond the dream. Do you listen to like, or have you ever read of any Terrence McKenna? Yeah. Okay. He talks about that kind of stuff all the time. What's, what's one of his book. Um, What's it called? It's I just got the Celestian Prophecy. Terrence McKenna's... Wait, that's not Terrence McKenna, I don't think. No, it's not. I need to make sure this stays recording. I think it is. Yeah, okay, it's still recording. Terrence McKenna's book... It is... I hate having to talk while you're... Food of the Gods, the... I just always read his little seminar stuff, and I listen to his seminar stuff, because he's just such a good speaker as well. Like, I'd like to see his writing, or hear his writing in his own words, but... The... So many things. Trilogies at the End of the West, The Hallucinations, The Archaic Revival... Food of the Gods. But anyway, he always talks about him and uh, whoever else he's always working with. They're always talking about how to handle the heroic dose of mushrooms or the Mm. heroic dose of acid and stuff. It's interesting to see what they're talking about, but whatever they're saying, whatever you need to do in the middle of that trip or whatever... It always directly relates to whatever you need to do in exact reality also. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, if you if you just need to get rid of that and maybe you were... I feel like you were probably going so deep because you kept telling yourself you didn't want to go deeper. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're probably giving yourself a limit, and this thing is just telling you no. Like, you st- you're still going to go farther, and you're still going to experience whatever you need to experience because you wanted this to happen, and uh, you wanted this profound experience, and now you're trying to go back on it, but it's too late. You're, you already signed the paper, and we're giving you the deal. Mm-hmm. You already got on the ride. So... I don't know. I feel like you slipping out could have been one of the safest things for you to do. Because you would have allowed the full trip and the full experience to just let itself be the thing. But then again, I've never done any of this stuff. I'm just listening to what Terrence McKenna is always talking I'm about. Just saying like that. And letting like, you it be... Was, it was like, I was... I did... Oh. It was profound, man. I hear and that you. was like, I've tripped a lot before that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, like I said, this is completely inexperienced speaking on my behalf, but (laughs) what am I supposed to do? I mean, it's just so, like, it's exciting for me to not have done it yet and still be experiencing it Mm -hmm. through other people and being able to research it and stuff, because, like, I want to know by the time, like, I want to be, it sounds so dumb, but I'd like to be responsible with it. I'd like to not ruin anyone else's time or anyone else's experience or whatever you might do. Like, I don't want to be messing with anyone else while I'm doing this thing, so I'd like to know what's going to happen to me and to whoever else around me and be able to actually handle it, but yeah, I mean like you said, there's really no guarantee of that because you might just feel like you're slipping out of your own body <laughs> like, I was literally shedding my skin and I don't believe and the thing is, there's so many people and I think that was showing me that, like, I've done that before in my life. I've done that since many times in my life. Because I'm not the same person as when I was born. Sure. You know? And there's so many people who've <laughs> never shed their skin. And they're, they're older than me. And they'll be the same person. They've never shed their skin at all. And then there's people, you know, that have con- are constantly shedding their skin. And I think that was an ultimate form of me, you know, shedding my skin. Sure. Like... I, every single person, yeah. okay, like every living cell in your body replaces itself within seven years. So you're literally creating a new you with yeah. every single living cell in your body. Yeah. If you are going to stay the same person that you have been for the last 20, 10, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever, it's because you're trying to. It's because yeah. you're trying yeah, to stay the same. You're, you're making yeah. a conscious effort to not do anything yes. different. Yes. Because your body time. is naturally you doing it. You have to let yourself you. progress. Look at the cra- look at crab. Mm-hmm. It's okay. The crab will stay <laughs> in the shell, okay, until it is so jam packed with all this shit that it can't. Liter- it's too tight. And what it does, it breaks out <laughs> of it and creates a new shell. Yep. Until it until it get, that gets uncomfortable. You have to get uncomfortable to break through. You got you know. The, you have to. I was just talking about it on my last podcast. There's, I heard it from Jocko Willink talking to Joe Rogan, and they're talking about like just how you have to wake up every morning and put yourself through some struggle. Because if you're waking up and you're putting yourself through a struggle every single day, and you can keep making yourself struggle more the next day, and make yourself struggle more the next day, and more the next day, but you actually succeed every single day with the struggle that you're trying to put yourself through. Once you finally do that every day and you're making it harder and harder and harder on yourself on purpose, when you're doing it for a purpose and you're succeeding through your own struggle that you want to create, I mean, boom, you're right then, you're there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's right there. 
It I, sucks for me. Like, I'm sitting... We're sitting here doing a podcast right now, and it's my second one ever. And I'm like, I don't know if I should even keep trying to do this. I don't know if it's going to be worth it in the next year, two years, four years. But I'm like, whatever. I still get to sit down and have a decent time with some people while I'm doing it, whether it's for me or for my kids to listen to what I'm talking about when I'm 20 years old. Like, Daddy, what were you like when you're 20 years old? Here you go. Want to listen to hours and hours and hours of what I used to be like and learn from my mistakes? It's right here. Yeah, that's very. That's a very good way to put it. So if I can, I mean, it's what I like to do, and I'd like to make a living out of it eventually, or at least oh, be able to compensate people. Like, say the next time you come over, if I have some free goodies to give you or whatever, make your time worth it, or the gas money, or whatever it might be. Like, hey, that's cool. If you want to support me or whoever else is being yeah. here, or whatever, I'm definitely going to be having people on. That are trying to make something out of themselves and sell their products, and yeah. they're trying to make up and coming for themselves too. So, I'm going to be supporting other people as well. So, let's make the circle go full circle. But yeah, I'm going to pause this real quick because I've had two bottles of water since we started this, and I gotta pee.